to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from a very busy Indianapolis, Indiana, well, sports-wise anyway. Chris, how are you? Hello, everybody, and um, I'm fine, and this is June 30th, 2019, 8 p.m. in the East, and the NBA has been at free agency for two hours. We'll get to that in a little while. We're going to be talking about some baseball. The NCAA got over. we got some MLB stuff to tell you, of course, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, get, get you caught up on the standing. Uh, maybe we can get into a little, little NFL, a little uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, it's going to be kind of a busy show tonight because of the NBA, so we don't know. We might have more stuff. Uh, we're going to take a little uh, break and uh, do some audio that we'll talk about in a little while and then maybe see if we can get more NBA after that, too. So we're not really sure exactly what we're going to cover. Some of these things can wait a week or so if they need to or two weeks. That's the other thing I want to tell you. We're going to be off next yes. week. I'm going to be at the convention in Rochester, the ACB convention. And uh, Bill and Sean and Perry will uh, snooze or something. They'll do whatever they do on their Sunday nights when they're not doing this show. And we'll be back, though, with number 49 two weeks from tonight. And uh, pretty soon, it'll be a year. We started August 5th of last year. So we're almost up to the year mark now. So anyway, Sean, you sound it's not like you're chomping at the bit. Why don't you go well, on? Well, in, in all, in all uh, truthfulness, what it is, the Chris... Being our, you know, our veteran, he's a supermax, and so what it is, we have to take next week off because of the fiscal year and everything. So Chris, being the supermax player, he cannot, he can't work next week, so we won't do it without him. That's the uh, uh, until his new, his new deal comes in. You know, that's he, right. I, he's that's getting, right. He's getting a raise since we're not I can't veterans. Until July, I can't sign until July eighth. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's yeah, and, and he's going from $0.25 cents a show to $0.50 cents a show. I am. I am. I'm getting a big raise. Okay, Sean, yes. tell, tell us about the show here and all the statistics. Well, of course, and if, you, if you're really missing this, uh, well, <laughs> if, if you want to leave any comments throughout the entire two weeks that we are gone, and if you have things that you want us to talk about over the next two weeks, dial 773-572. 7715 hit pound key when you hear the greeting. Leave us a message. Do not mark private. That way the three of us can hear it. Also, our good buddy Robert, uh, ringsidereporter.com for his boxing podcast or 773-572-7781. And our buddies Larry and Just Jimmy, their football contest. Go over to 712-432-3642. Then when you get to the main menu, hit five to go to the bulletin board. Go to bulletin board number 10. That will tell you all about their football contest. It is a fun football contest. They explain it all. Uh, They both have done very good football contests in the past. They're coming back together. They're reunited, and it feels so good. Yeah. We're going to try to have a a guest on about that over the next few weeks. We're going to have at least one, maybe two of them towards the end of the month. We're we're we're, We're negotiating. We're negotiating. I mean, Larry. Larry's, Larry, Larry's producer, his agent, his agent Shelly. You know, we're negotiating with her because it's you know whatever. She she's a tough agent to deal with. You guys are anyway. bargain. Yes, she does. Yes, okay. she does. But anyway, we got some NBA going on. We hey. do, and a lot of it is in Brooklyn. Why don't you get us started, uh, Sean? And uh, we'll let you run down well, some stuff. And then if, if uh, there's anything you miss, uh, Perry and I have names here, so we'll see what we got. Well, right now, we know that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. They're going to Brooklyn, and basically, like one host put out, uh, Kevin Durant and James Dolan didn't want to give him the max deal, um, so the, the Nets, little brother, ABA team, Long Island, New Jersey, now building an arena in Brooklyn, is taking over from where the long-standing New York Knicks have dominated. So you got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and they may, they may not be done. There's talk of D'Angelo Russell. Uh, possibly going to the Lakers. Yeah, coming back to the Lakers. 
Yeah, going back to the Lakers. Or going, going back to New Jersey, because, I mean, uh, Brooklyn, because that's where he was this year. He could either uh, stay in Brooklyn. No, right? no, no. There's talk of him going back to the Lakers. Right. Okay, but he could. He was he, there. Okay, but what I'm saying is this year he played for the uh, for the Nets, right? Yes, he played for the Nets, but there's talk of him going, returning Correct. to the Lakers where he used to play. DeAndre That's Jordan is coming to the Nets, so that's another person yeah, who's yeah. coming. DeAndre yeah, Jordan. DeAndre Jordan's coming to the Nets also. Uh, yes. Now, Jimmy Butler right now has re-signed with Philly, but that may not be a done deal because yeah, the they've been talking all week about possibly the Heat. That was the one, the Heat of all teams. Uh, the Heat wanted him. The other possibility is Houston with a P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, Quentin Cabela, some sort of weird trade deal to get. Because Jimmy Butler is from the Houston area. We're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard. We uh, we won't know here where he signs uh, right. for a while. Uh, uh, J.J. Uh, Redick went to New Orleans today. Yeah, J.J. Reddick's in New Orleans. Kimbo Walker. Kimbo Walker going to Boston. Right, and Mike. Uh, and, that's and, uh, a, and that's a sign-and-trade deal. Walker to Boston and, and Rozier to Charlotte. Terry, Terry Rozier, too, yeah. And as I was saying to these guys before the show, basically the uh, sentiment, the fan sentiment was, let's get Kyrie out of here and let's get Rozier out of here. Rozier had a great playoff in, in 18 along with uh, Tatum and Brown, and you know they, they uh, almost won the East. But uh, they came up a game short. But he really didn't do anything this year, and just the whole uh, the whole chemistry was bad. So they're just going to sort of re- retool with uh, Kemba Walker. There's still talk that Horford could come back. They don't know where Horford's going to go. That's that's another unknown. We don't him and Jeremy Butler and the uh, Kawhi are kind of the ones that, that we're really not sure what's happening to them right now. And I suppose we should hit on this Kawhi thing a little bit because the other day, remember uh, Stephen A. Smith was reporting that Kawhi was going to meet with the Lakers, and he was going to. Meet meet with Magic Johnson and Jeannie Buss. Well, apparently Magic Johnson came out and said, no, that is not true. He is not allowed to, as a member of the Lakers, meet with free agents. So uh, maybe he'll be meeting with uh, Jeannie Buss and Mrs. Rambus. Who knows? But if, yeah. but if you're this if you're this Polinka, though, what would you be thinking with all that out there of, you know, well, he's going to meet with uh, Magic and not with the GM. <laughs> would you be thinking, wait a minute, why am I here? Especially the way Magic left the Lakers, you know, Magic, it was, and he came on blasted Inca, and he said, well, why didn't you want to talk to me? But the rumor, the way that came about, Uncle Dennis, Kawhi's uncle, who's like the big spokesman, Uncle Dennis and Magic apparently know each other. That's that's where that all came out, you know, so... But he already said it's pretty much an L.A. team or Toronto. So they're the only, only teams he's even listening to. Okay. And so that's where there were talk of, oh, hey, we get Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi, you come on in. Uh, LeBron's older. You can be the next guy. But does Kawhi want to do that? Or does he just want to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to the Clippers. I want to do this. And then that's where D'Angelo Russell comes in, you know, coming back to the Lakers. And apparently the whole thing is, D'Angelo Russell and uh, I think it was Magic were on bad blood, and that's why D'Angelo left and went to the Nets. But since Magic's technically not in the picture, D'Angelo right. could... Well, there was also something, wasn't D'Angelo, and this was, he was a rookie, and he was two, three years ago, but wasn't he spying on his locker room? Uh, at, he was releasing stuff he shouldn't have been releasing or something, he got in trouble with the, with his teammate back then. Yeah, yeah there was a little something, yeah. And, and many yeah, of them may be gone, little... though. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, that happened. Well, a lot of them like, got traded. A lot of them got traded in New Orleans. Right. Okay, then Derek Rose went to the Pistons today. Detroit Pistons got Derek Rose for a two-year contract. $15 million. Can you believe it? Let's see. Uh, Trevor Ariza went to Sacramento. Kristoff uh, Porzingis, another banner day for the Knicks. Now, he's been injured and stuff, but still, he was the guy they were building their franchise around. Not anymore. He's going to Dallas. Well, uh, no, remember, he was already traded. He was traded to Dallas back in the uh, Oh, that's right. Spring. That's right. He so he's re-signing with Dallas. Dennis, yeah, he's re-signing. He, he was traded in the Dennis Smith, uh, Wesley Matthews Jr., right. All right. that whole that whole deal. He he was part of that trade, but he was injured, and so he's now resigning he's with Dallas, Dallas to play yeah. with Luca. Yeah, to play with Luca. Okay, and then we got uh, Bogdanovich uh, going to uh, Utah. So that uh, and uh, Ricky Rubio is going to Phoenix. Uh, let's see, and what's Hood? Uh, I can't remember his first name, but he's going to Portland. He's supposed to be pretty good too. Uh, Hood uh, is going to Portland to play with. Uh, 
with uh, yeah. the guard uh, with uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Yeah. Damian Lillard. And yeah. Tobias Harris coming back to Philadelphia because that was a key bonus. Yeah, Tobias Harris resigned, so and yeah. that's part of the deal where they're still waiting to see what's up with Jimmy Butler. And, and then we have Philly. another one here. Chris Middleton is resigning with the Bucks three years. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harrison okay. Barnes going back to Sacramento on a max deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris is Singleton. Or Perry the Singleton, then the Bucks were able to trade their star point guard to the Pacers for a number one draft choice and two number twos, and then the Pacers signed him for eighty six million dollars. Yes, for a four year. Okay. All right. So I think I think that's what we got now. I I had to stop at about seven thirty because I had to get the baseball ready. So I did, wasn't able to follow it after that. So I think we did. We got everything that we need on the uh, at on least the for now. Oh, yes. Okay. For now we have. All right. So I guess we can switch over to uh, baseball. And the first thing we should probably do is congratulate the Vanderbilt Commodores because they won the NCAA and what they beat Michigan eight to two, I think, in the deciding game there. They did eight to two, and then four to one, and then Michigan won the first game. So okay. And the other baseball note before we get into today's standings and the scores and all that stuff, we need to straighten out who Will Smith is. We we uh, found out that we made a mistake. We were well, we weren't sure. We really didn't make a mistake. We just weren't sure what we were talking about. Will Smith is a backup catcher. He's also a rookie. Remember last week we were talking about the Dodgers had hit three back uh, three walk off home runs Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in their whole uh, weekend series against Colorado. Well, they all turned out to be hit by rookies. Will Smith uh, is a backup catcher. He's been up and down with the Dodgers, and he hit that home run and won the game. Our friend David USF uh, let us know about that afterwards, which is fine. We like any any corrections or any clarifications we can get. We always try to get them into the next show. So uh, that's who Will Smith is. So uh, that that's it. Not the Giants reliever or anything like that. So uh, we've got that strapped. Not the so. Fresh Prince of Air either. No, and unlike, no. and unlike uh, this Will Smith that we've been talking about, the Giants reliever probably is going to be traded within the next month. Well, yeah, I think that's a, and the Red Sox could take them, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But boy, oh boy, okay. So here were the standings going into today's action in the Major League Baseball, American League East. The Yankees at fifty-three and twenty-eight. By the way, I had to get these from Miss A, uh, and uh, so hopefully uh, everything is good. But I think it is because I kind of knew what which I did it one team at a time. One time, one of our people tried to get them all at once, and they would go so fast like that that I didn't want to try that because I was writing them down. So kind of one team at a time. Tampa Bay is. Second at forty going in today was forty seven and thirty six. The Red Sox forty four and thirty nine. So they were uh, ten games out, and now they're eleven games out. The last time they were out this far at the end of June, <laughs> ironically, it was nineteen eighty eight when they won the division. When Morgan Magic they won nineteen out of twenty one and won the division. But uh, uh, they're not winning any divisions this year. Not with this Yankee team in front of them. Uh, Toronto at uh, thirty one and fifty two. Baltimore, who won two games in a row over the weekend, beating Cleveland twice, thirteen to nothing. Uh, they didn't win today, but uh, going into today, uh, they were twenty-four and fifty-eight. So it didn't do much for their record, but still kind of a fun uh, note for them to have won those two games. American League Central: Minnesota was at fifty-three and twenty-nine. Cleveland forty-four thirty-eight. Chicago third at thirty-eight and forty-two. Detroit twenty-seven and fifty-one, and Kansas City uh, twenty-eight and fifty-five. In the West. Houston sort of struggling, sort of treading water now, 52 and 32. Texas is not that far behind at 46 and uh, 37 compared to what they were. They were like 11 games out, and now they're like five and a half out. Oakland, 45-39. The A's are still hanging in despite losing their best pitcher that Robert was talking to us about, seven games out. Angels are 542-42, and Seattle, 37-50. and 50. National League East, we have the Braves at 50-34. and 34. Philadelphia at 43 and 46 and a half out. We have Washington at 541 and 41, eight games out. The Mets have lost uh, tonight, going into tonight's game, seven games in a row. Now, that's one cool thing about Miss A. When I asked her the standings, uh, she gave me the Mets, and I asked for the Mets record. She said that they'd, lo- they'd lost seven in a row. We knew they'd lost a couple of the Cubs and, a, you know, the Phillies series. Remember, we were talking about a crossroads for the Phillies and Mets this week, uh, this week when they were going to meet in Philadelphia. Well, it all was a double cross for the Mets. They, they went down four in a row to the Phillies. Miami at 32 and 49. In the Central, uh, we have uh, the Cubs at 45 and 38. Milwaukee 44 and 39. Now they're in a tie because uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But the uh, Cubs, uh, Milwaukee won and the Cubs lost. 
St. Louis, 40 and 41. They're in extra innings right now. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, if we get a score on that, we'll let you know. Pittsburgh, 39 and 42 going into today. And Cincinnati, uh, 37 and 43. So the, and in the West, the Dodgers cruising 56 and 29 with a big lead on Colorado at 44 and 39, 11 game lead. San Diego, 42 and 40, uh, what, 12 and a half, uh, let's see, uh, 27, 12 and a half out yet. Arizona, 43 and 42, 13 out in San Francisco, 35 and 47. So in the second game in London, because uh, they, they called it the London series, the Red Sox, as you know, lost yesterday 17 to 13 in four hours and uh, 42 minutes. And today they started off with a 4 nothing lead. We're leading 4 to 2 into the seventh, but the Yankees got nine runs in the seventh. I went ahead 11 to 4 and 12 to 4. Red Sox got 4 in the 8 to make it 12 to 8. But the Red Sox end up losing 12 to 8. They scored uh, 21 runs in the two games and are 0 and 2. So that just tells you where their pitching is right now. Cleveland beat Baltimore 2 to nothing. So Baltimore could have used some of those runs. Uh, they they got shut out. Uh, they're always, that's, that's what they, they say in the dugout sometimes when you're running it up. Save those runs. Kansas City over Toronto 7 to 6. Philadelphia beat Miami 13 to 6. Washington beat Detroit two to one. Cincinnati over the Cubs eight to six. Tampa Bay over Texas six to two. Houston beat Seattle six to one. Milwaukee beat Pirates two to one. The Dodgers beat Colorado ten to five. San Francisco over Arizona ten to four. Oakland clobbered the Angels twelve to three. And the White Sox in a rain delayed game just beat Minnesota not long ago four to three. And St. Louis and uh, San Diego are in extra innings. They are. uh, The game just went final five to three Cardinals in 11. Okay. We can also tell you, Chris, that the Mets and the Braves are tied 2-2 in the bottom of the fourth. Okay. So let's look at the wild card standings, too, as we try to do now that we're at the about the halfway mark in the season. So we will plug that Cardinal loss in. In the American League, uh, Tampa Bay has the first wild card. They're 12 games over. Texas has a second wild card at eight games over. Cleveland is seven games over, so half a game behind Texas, which is where you pay off as the second wild card. Oakland is seven over, so they're also a half a game behind Texas. The Red Sox are four over, so they're two behind the Rangers. The Angels are minus one, so they're uh, four and a half behind. And the White Sox uh, won uh, today, so they're uh, three. Uh, so they're minus. Uh, five, they're five and a half out. Uh, the White Sox at minus three in the NL. Uh, we have some ties involved. We have Milwaukee and the Cubs. Uh, one of them is considered the first wild card. Take your pick because the uh, Milwaukee or the Cubs are in first. They're exactly tied. So one of them is the first wild card. The second wild card, depending again on your pick, is Philadelphia and Colorado. They're tied for that second wild card spot, both at four over. We have San Diego at two over, which would be a game out of that second wild card. Washington one over, a game and a half out. Arizona at 502 games out. St. Louis also at 500 now, having won today, two games out. Pittsburgh, uh, four games out at minus four, and Cincinnati minus five, four and a half out. So the National League is pretty wild for that uh, for that wild card spot. And uh, let's see, I think that's all the baseball. Is there any more uh, well, baseball? Uh, it was announced. It was announced today that uh, on Wednesday the White Sox and the Tigers have a split double header to make up a game that was snowed out in in uh, April, and on that day. Uh, White Sox fans are, are pretty excited. Dylan Cease, one of their pitching prospects, is going to pitch the first game in that doubleheader and make his debut. So that is going to be that's a that's a pretty big story if you're a White Sox fan. Mm-hmm. And let's explain a little bit on this uh, Yankees Red Sox where they played in London. And some people may not have understood it. It was a they call it a pitch. I think yeah, soccer. Well, pitch. that's a soccer field. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, soccer okay. field, soccer pitch, mm-hmm. and. What it was, you know, they played over there, so the dimensions were kind of interesting, although they said there are four Major League Baseball stadiums that had, uh, you know, that, that were worse. Like, I think it was uh, Boston, Philadelphia, the Cubs, and Cincinnati. So they, but, it, so you may be saying, okay, why are so, why so, how many, why so many home runs? And they're going, uh, well, you know, it's the way it's designed. Three eighty-five to the, <laughs> the center field. You know, they, yeah. they they scored about forty-seven more runs than the entire English Premier League season scores. Now, now the thing about that stadium, it was the Olympic Stadium for two thousand twelve. 
So they remodeled it into a baseball stadium. They put artificial turf down over the field because they did not want to ruin the soccer pitch. They didn't even want the pitchers ruining the soccer pitch. So they and the, put and down the, artificial uh, turf. turf. And they got that ar- artificial turf from uh, France, by the way. Okay. And, and then they uh, imported the dirt on the infield from Pennsylvania. That's right. That's right. Jerry, oh, I wow. think you should be proud. And then um, the, the, the attendance there was very good. They had 59,659 yesterday, and I think today it was just a few people short of that. It was also 59,600-some-odd. The thing is, that's the biggest – because of the change in Major League stadiums, remember that there used to be stadiums that would have – well, the biggest one was Cleveland. They had 80,000 in municipal stadium, but you used to have stadiums of 50 to 60,000 because they were the football stadiums, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, uh, Philadelphia, the cookie cutter stadium. Well, the, that all changed starting in 1992 when Camden Yards was built. Everybody said smaller is better for baseball, make the sight lines better, make it feel more intimate, be more like Fenway and Wrigley Field or whatever you want to say. So they ended up, most ballparks are 35,000 to 45,000. So you know, even Yankee Stadium isn't that big. I don't think they're even at 50,000 in City Field, the yeah. new ones in New York. So, you know, they. this is why it's the biggest game since 2003, some game between the uh, uh, the Rockies and, and San Diego. I don't know why that that was such a big crowd. Maybe that was the end of the Padre Stadium and they were giving something away or some, some such. But anyway, so that was a, a big major league crowd over there and they were very enthusiastic. And you couldn't tell who, whether they were rooting for the Red Sox or the Yankees. I think they were just enjoying the spectacle and, and trying to figure out. And they had, they had explanations, I guess, uh, and they tried to give them explanations in the program or on the scoreboard for things that happened. One of the things that happened was a catcher's interference. And, you know, here they're sitting there watching a guy bat, and uh, I forget which Red Sox it was. All of a sudden, he trots down to first base. And, of course, that what happens is if the catcher makes contact with the bat, that means that the guy can reach first base. So there's something that you don't see every day. And they had a catcher's interference they had to explain. But it was, it was a, a fun trip for all the people involved. Uh, I think everybody, uh, the Red Sox now, go to Toronto. And then Detroit, they won't be home. And then the All-Star break, they won't be home again until they face the Dodgers on July 12th. The Yankees are coming home for the uh, the uh, you know cities to get back to the Mets to uh, finish up their rivalry games on Tuesday and Wednesday in New York. So that'll be good for them. I got to tell you, though, uh, Chris, I, and I was listening to the Red Sox broadcast. And, boy, if we could listen to the four guys that were calling this every day, wouldn't that be some good broadcasting? Oh, we had I'm Joe, telling you. We had Joe Castiglione. We yeah. had uh, Dave O'Brien. We had Sean McDonough. And we had Josh Lewin. All four. And if we could listen, I mean, if we had that four every day, it would be a great broadcast. It would. It, it was like it was like the Giants. You know, the Red Sox have really upgraded. I, you know, there was this guy in our our area who's been complaining. Uh, you know, sent something out to uh, some folks about you know complaining about oh they don't follow the game enough. They don't do this. They don't do that. They, there, there's camaraderie in the booth. Uh, people enjoy Joe will fit in with whoever when he when he's with somebody who likes to fool around he can do it a little bit he's got a dry sense of humor but if they're straight late now what we're going to get and still Will Fleming is good and he's probably the future voice of the Red Sox for the rest of the week we're going to have Will Fleming and Mario and Pemba and again Mario and Pemba is just a guy he's just sort of colorless and uh, okay he's a good technician but these four you know and Josh didn't do any play-by-play he was the update guy but these guys can all do excellent play-by-play they don't make mistakes and they make it so interesting it's so much fun to listen to uh, that you know it, it certainly was enjoyable and I think we can before we wanted to do something about the bottom of the hour but I think I'll sneak in our, our one NFL note which was the death of Vince Costello who was a very good linebacker for the Cleveland Browns and New York Giants he played he was at 80, he died at 87 years old he uh, played for the Browns from 57 through 66 played for the Giants in 67 and two games in 68 he had uh, he was the linebacker coach for the Bengals from 69 through 73 Defensive coordinator from Miami from in seventy four and uh, defensive coordinator for Kansas City seventy five and seventy six. He had uh, in his career he had twenty two interceptions for a total of two hundred ninety nine yards returned. You can tell he was a speed demon on those two twenty two interceptions. He really <laughs> motored. He had eight uh, fumble recoveries and and two of those for touchdowns and. Um, 
So there you go. So Vince Costello, he's one of those guys, you know, he, he was, he wouldn't, he's more than a journeyman. He was a good, solid linebacker in the NFL. But of course, so many people play and so many years go by, but you know, you look at the NFL, not for long. There's a guy who, who was with the Browns, a good team, you know, Browns were in championship games and stuff, uh, you know, and then was asked back to be a coach and defensive coordinator of the, of the Dolphins in 74, who was their coach, Don Shula. So he was probably a teammate of his back at the beginning there. Shula had some lineage from the Browns. So, you know, you figure if he's asking you to be a defense coordinator, he respected you. And then they went on to the chiefs and, and so forth. But you know, it's, um, Guys like that, you just don't. I was talking to my friend Rick, and he remembered him, of course, because we were old enough to remember him play. But it's like, these are the things people don't hear because they're kind of lost. And we have our friend David that we talked about earlier with Will Smith that brings this stuff to us. And it's really good because sometimes it falls through the cracks. If you're not right in the market where somebody played and you hear the name, you say, oh, yeah, I remember him. So, you know, it's good to have this stuff. Before we uh, take our break, Chris, and go to our audio, uh, Shelly has her hand up. So, Shelly, come on in. Come on in and talk to us. Hello. I just wanted to let you know, Chris. Uh, Yankee uh, City Field, forty-one thousand nine hundred and twenty-two seats. Okay, there you go. And, uh, I, I, I love I love statistics like that. I know you do because you All right. remember. And also, uh-huh. safe, uh, safe travels to everybody going to the convention. And a quick note too. Uh, Actually, the conventions were, there are two of them. Yeah, there there are two. Yeah, there are. Some people uh, get to go to Rochester and other people have to go to Las Vegas. That's right. Okay, (laughs) go ahead, Shelly. And all I was going to say was, well, it was, the the games were great. I mean, to watch. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. we didn't embarrass ourselves. No, Shelly, you know, this is, Shelly's a Red Sox fan. The problem is, Shelly, everything that went right, and that's, and you, you heard, if you were listening to the games, you heard Dave and Joe and Sean, everybody say that the things that were going right last year just aren't. The Yankees are doing the things the Red Sox did. And right now, I mean, I picked, we're not changing our World Series picks or anything, but it, the class of the leagues right now and the teams to beat are the Yankees and the Dodgers. Yeah. And it looks like they'll, they'll if, if all things are equal, they will meet again in the World Series because they're the two best teams and they're playing like it and they're doing everything they have to do. The Yankees have won 13 out of 14. And this is with injury, you know. They're on a pace to win 108 games as the Red Sox did last year. So, I mean, nobody's catching the Yankees in the East. And, you know, from there, hey, it's a crapshoot in the postseason. That's why they play the postseason. So, I'm not changing. We had Houston and Milwaukee getting in, and they're still in the mix. It's not impossible. But I'm just saying, if you look at the odds-on favorites, they're the Dodgers and Yankees right now. And look at that Central, Chris. I mean, if you look at that Central, all the teams within about five and a half games of one another. I mean, that, that, and I think the Cubs and the Brewers, I think they're the class of the division, but they cannot put those other teams away. And I think that division, that may go right down to the final weekend. Yeah, maybe, maybe very similar to last year. That's true. And we're going to play some audio in a minute here, but while we're playing the audio, remember, you can dial in, uh, dial in your Zoom app or 646-876-9923 and then 287-723-4600 hits pound key twice. And when you come back, star nine raises your hand, alt Y on a computer, more on your iPhone, star six, meet you and unmute you. But why don't we explain a little bit about this audio? The, the, the audio we're going to play, um, and Bill, Bill can help me if I miss anything. Kevin Keatsman is a... Uh, is a sports talk host what? on uh, well, yeah, well, was up until the other day on uh, WHB eight ten. Now, back in the old days, WHB used to be at seven ten, where KCMO is now. But they moved to eight ten to get a better nighttime signal. And uh, he was this is Kansas City. We're talking about folks. Just, it, it just, yes, hey, yeah. 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 And he was okay. one of their he was one of their bigger hosts, and apparently he had a rant about uh, Andy Reid. Uh, you know, his son had uh, committed suicide, and he had a rant on the family and, and this and that. So Bill has some audio of uh, some of this, and it's about seven minutes. So, Bill, if you want to go ahead and run that, we can I most certainly will do that for you right now. Kevin Keatsman discussed the Hill investigation on his podcast Between the Lines, but it was comments he made about head coach Andy Reid, not Hill, that got him suspended from the show. It did not work out particularly well in his family life. And that needs to be added to this. As we're talking about the Chiefs, he wasn't real great at that either. He's had a lot of things go bad on him. Family and players. He is not good at fixing people. He is not good at discipline. Many people thought that he was referring to the drug overdose of Reed's son in 2012. After his subsequent suspension, Keatsman responded to the incident on Twitter. I never mentioned and would never ever suggest that Coach Reed was at fault for his son's tragic death 
or that any parent would be at fault for such an unspeakable tragedy. Union Broadcast, which owns the station and where Keatsman is a part owner, said in, state, in a statement that those comments were not, quote, to our standards. So let's welcome in Keatsman himself on the Locker Room Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We Danny, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. First of all, in the apology on Tuesday, we just played that, you said, what I said has been interpreted by many as hurtful, insensitive, and cold. So I ask you, do you personally believe that those words were hurtful, insensitive, and cold? If you are listening to that, trying to think of that incident, of which I was not thinking about when I made the comments, absolutely. I've listened to it 10 or 12 times since it happened, and I can absolutely understand why people interpreted it that way and thought that. That's on me. That's my mistake. I'm responsible. I'm wrong. I need to apologize to Andy Reid. I've been sick the last two days that I can't reach Andy Reid in any way. I want to apologize to him father to father. I had no intention of invoking any memories of his son that tragically died. That was not my intent at all. I had a different thing on my mind as I was talking about that, and I'm absolutely sickened that I have, I assume that I've upset Andy Reid, although I don't know that. I cannot get a hold of him. Have you had a chance to talk to anyone with the Chiefs, even if it wasn't Andy? They will not return my calls. I've received a text message back from one of the uh, vice presidents of communications, Ted Cruz, and that's about it at this point. So you're suspended for now. How do you feel about being taken off the air? Do you feel like that was the proper response? Absolutely. Absolutely the proper response. Yes, I made a mistake. It's me, okay? I made a very vague general statement that left it open for anybody to interpret whatever they wanted in that statement. And a lot of people heard one thing, a lot of people heard another. And, you know, it's my mistake. This is on me. I absolutely should have time off to think about this, try to get better, make sure that it doesn't happen again. Don't invoke somebody's family unless you're absolutely specific about what you're talking about. And I was not specific about what I was talking about. We were talking about the Chiefs, their policies of employing players or personnel or whatever that have had troubled pasts. And I was not specific to talk about the son that I was talking about who was an assistant coach for the team. So now that you have an opportunity to be a little bit more specific, what were those comments geared towards when you spoke about his family life? Okay, it absolutely seems trivial at this point. And I want to start this response by saying, I apologize again to Andy Reid. I screwed up. This is on me and nobody else. If I left it open for interpretation, and there are people out there that would interpret that I was talking about something that happened in Philadelphia before Andy Reid was here, a story that we don't know anything about in this city, if that's what they thought I was talking about, I get it. I get it. People are going to hear what they want to hear. They're going to see it. I totally heard it. And after the fact, when you say, hey, this happened with Andy Reid's other son, I listened to it. I'm like, well, of course they could hear that. Of course they could hear that. So that's on me. And I apologize to Andy Reid. My thought process was of a call that we had a few days earlier, last week, and something that's been talked about several times on the show over the last three months. And that has been, and I constantly get this call, how is Britt Reid the only defensive coach that didn't get fired? I don't think anybody in the city knows that Andy Reid has a son coaching for the Chiefs, okay? That's what I was thinking about. It's not an excuse. I, I take full uh, uh, blame for everything that has happened. Complete blame. It's on me, okay? But you can believe me or not believe me. It's what I was thinking about. We were talking about personnel, hires, staff, coaches, players, the whole thing. I was going to break. I had done a 20-minute start to the show about Tyreek Hill. And I got out over my skis. I started talking about that, said, we're going to come back with calls. Let's keep it the football. What's going to happen going forward? What do you think the Chiefs should do? And I made that comment, and it was stupid. It was absolutely stupid and harmful and wrong. It's on me. How long did it take you to become aware that maybe those comments were harmful? You know, the amazing thing was we ran it at 2.20. Um, that's when it aired. It was the very start of the show. It aired again. We have a bonus hour at 6 o'clock where it ran again. Nobody at our station thought twice of it. Nobody at our station. We heard nothing from the Chiefs. We heard nothing from a caller. We have thousands of people listening. Nobody thought anything of my comments when they heard it in the context of a 24-minute monologue of Tyreek Hill. Okay? So that all happened. It's still on our website, to my knowledge. I would encourage everybody to go listen to the entire monologue and then make a decision what happened at the end as I was getting ready to go to break and asking for people to call in. It was dumb. It was amateur hour. I've been doing this 23 years. I should be better. It was terrible. It was absolutely the wrong thing to do. But it was probably 8.30 or 9 o'clock at night before I knew anything about it. This thing went out in the Twitterverse. It became whatever they call it, doxing. All these people are you know, malicious and they're ready. They're circling the wagons. They want me. It hit a couple of national websites and that was it. It went viral and that's where we are right now. Well, and speaking of that, there is a petition out there. I'm sure you're aware of it with thousands of signatures asking for you to... Uh 
be taken off the air permanently. Now, it's not the first time, and also many national media members have asked for you to resign, but you are a partner at Union, Bro- Union Broadcasting, which owns WHB. So how can there be proper discipline for what you say when you are a part owner of the station? Well, I think the proper discipline is taking place right now. Okay. okay? My partners control that. Chad Boger is the president and general manager of our company. He's making these decisions. All right? And I'm going to go along with him. He knows what's best for the company. I'm all in. What's best for the company is best for me. But I'm not resigning. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not resigning. We're sitting here talking in an atmosphere in the city where we have these football players that have committed all these crimes in the past and they do all these things. We give them second chances. I was the guy. I was the only guy in this city when they drafted Tyree Kill that's like, give this man a second chance. The 96% chance is he's never going to do it again. That's what the prosecutors in Oklahoma were saying. I believe in second chances. I believe in Tyree Hill's second chance. The Chiefs believe in second chances. Some words, some misspeaking live on radio, no second chance. I'm not resigning. Well, you've repeatedly said that Andy Reid's son's death was not on your mind when you made those comments. Do you believe that that makes your comments any more acceptable? No, absolutely not. If that's not, if people heard that and that's what they thought I was talking about, that's on me. My job is to be concise, clear, and get it right. Okay, not to say, not to be thinking in my head. Okay, I'm talking about, I'm thinking about Andy now and his part in this thing, and then I'm thinking about Britt Reid, although I didn't say his name. I'm thinking that, and just quit, Kev. I was thinking to myself, get out of here and get on to the break and go to the next segment. That's amateur hour. That's absolutely amateur hour. Be specific about what I'm talking about. And if I had, it would have made perfect sense and there would have been no controversy at all. That's on me. This is my fault. Anybody that interpreted it the way they wanted to interpret it and, and thinks in their mind that I was talking about Andy Reid's son that passed tragically, I can't change their mind. What I can tell you is we've spent years, and, we, and my wife's here with me tonight, we know six families, we know six parents that have lost children through either suicide or accidents. This is our charity. This is what we do. This is what we do. The Chiefs helped me last year raise $19,000 for Children's Mercy Hospital with the help of Patrick Mahomes for suicide prevention research with teenagers. We know people, we have friends that their kids took their lives. Okay, I don't go on and make comments in some flippant regard about a parent that lost a child. That's not who I am. People who know me know that's not who I am. And it makes me, it just saddens me that people would think that I'm making a comment after 23 years of being on the air about a parent that lost a child. Sorry. Kevin, how do you separate who you are versus what you say on air? I mean, I I don't know. That's a a really deep question. My mind, all I'm thinking about right now is these parents and the people that I know. And I sat in my office today with a a co-worker who lost a kid a few years in a car wreck. And I had seen him yesterday. And I love the man. And I know how much it hurt him that he lost his child. And I said, you know what? I talked to you yesterday and you helped me out. And I never even thought, did you hear my words in a way that other people did, did and not the way most people that I know did? And he said, oh, no, it's not like that. I said, man, I am so sorry. I am so sorry because it had, I, got, I got so wrapped up in this thing that I got a friend that I'm, I'm with yesterday that I don't even think to say, hey, man, I was, seriously, I love you. I love you is what I told him. I love you. And I, I just. So, Kevin, you'll be back on air soon. Do you believe you deserve to be back on air? I do. I absolutely do. Because I, the intent and the thought was never there to say anything about Andy Reid and his son that tragically died. None. Zero. Zero thought. Zero. Nothing. That was not it. That was not it. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, we'll be right Dan. back. Thank you. Hopefully we got everybody back on. We're back. Okay. Good. We're here. Now, correction, he was eventually fired? He yes. was eventually fired, yes. On Friday. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm surprised because it sounds to me, I mean, I, 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 he did, I think he explained it very well. You know, he wasn't clear to me. And again, just coming in, I had never heard of this thing until I just listened to this audio. To me, it, it would have been in, in the WEI universe, probably would have been a suspension of uh, two or three weeks or something of that sort uh, based on, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the, you know, every town is different. Every station is different. And maybe that's why things uh, were, were handled the way they were there. Whereas I don't know that they would have been handled that way on EEI, but I'm, Hey, I can't speak for intercom or anything, or, you know, I'm just saying we saw a few strange, weirder things than that. 
go down at EEI, I think, and uh, people come back, you know, with the making fun of, uh, you know, the agent, uh, the Asian, Asian agent, if I could talk, you know, an EEI, that guy got to come back, things of that sort. So maybe it's different standards in different markets. I mean, what do you guys think? Now, now well, do we know, do we know, Bill, the, the audio that we just heard, do we know on what date that aired? That was on Wednesday, I believe, Wednesday, this last Wednesday. So they had time then to listen to that before on Friday making the decision to to let him go. Yeah, well, he made the comments on Monday afternoon, and this interview was done either on Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Friday, when Pam wrote me, he was gone. I think Pam might add more to that. And Pam does have her hand raised, and then Jamal, you're next. Pam, go ahead. Tell us uh, what you want. Yeah, Kevin Keatsman was well. He this was not the first run-in he had had with station policy and or controversy within just his type of of monologue. He always he always rode the edge. Uh-huh. That that is cor- that is correct. I've heard him many many times, and that is and absolutely. I have to. He's. And I don't say I've I've met the man. He's a nice man, but uh, he got some really stiff competition from the other end of the dial. I think that that was part of what helped to do him in, along with uh, just just the. I think I think they're right in saying that people were circling the wagons to say, "Look, you know, we've had enough of this crap." It is yeah, that I, is a very tough industry to be in, and. Um, I, I know I try to think very hard before speaking, but I mean, any of us could say something, you know, stupid at one point, and then Bill would have and, to make that decision if we said something stupid. And, right. you know, and, it can, and it's interesting because, you know, he, he owns part of the station, which for those of you know, they have uh, A10WHB in Kansas City. They also have the ESPN 6 WHBE in Louisville and 93.9 The Ville in Louisville. Those are the stations they own. He owns. You know, he's part owner, so he's like, hey, six I can say per, whatever. Six per, he's a 6% owner. Six oh, you didn't want to hear it, like. Well, I don't want to hear all the crap. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> he's, he's just one of these, he's just one, he's, he's what I call a shock jock. Has, okay, Pam, has he been suspended before, or is this the first time he was suspended? No, he's been suspended before. Okay. Oh. All right. So there you go. See, that's a little more context. Thank you. Because like I say, these EEI things, except for Kurt Minahan, kind of, and he ended up gone eventually. You know, he had two, as we all remember, and, and we'd run across them on All Things Radio. He had two or three run-ins with this one and that one. And eventually that got him out the door. I think on EEI, they've, they've so it's a similar thing. They've at least allow him, you know, to, to maybe have one, perhaps two, but this uh, just was, uh, you know, the third strike kind of thing, it sounds like. Now, Jamal, you've never been suspended before, have you? No, we didn't suspend him for what he did uh, on the early show. No, no, we didn't. <laughs> well, well, how's, it going, how's it going, Jamal? I never suspended from here, but I can tell you another story another time. But nevertheless, okay. with, that, with that being said, I'm doing okay. I have a couple of things to comment on. I'm going to comment on White Sox, but first responding to that clip you all just played, quite frankly, and I heard what the lady said from Kansas City, who was ahead of me, but frankly, I think that this guy... And the way he described it, he probably shouldn't have been. He probably shouldn't have been fired. He probably should have been suspended. It sounded like people were so misinterpreted what he said, and because it was Andy Reid, they were looking to put his head on a silver platter. And I hope the fellow ends up on the street somewhere else. Well, chances are, chances are, are though, if you're fired, normally somebody will usually take a shot. Sure, and, right. and and there's always hey Jamal. There's always serious XM. I mean, everybody who ever got fired ended up on Sirius XM uh, within two weeks, basically, for a while there. You know what? Here's the thing. He's 6% owner of that station. They have that station in Louisville. You go down there, yeah. They do do a lot of shock radio on their station in Louisville. When I've listened, especially the midday show, the uh, Locke and Andy that I've heard, you know, those I could see him. Hey, we're going to send you to Louisville. You own part of the station. You've been fired from this station. We're sending you to Louisville. Yeah, the like almost moved to Louisville. Why not? You know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now about the White Sox, I'm happy that they decided to call up Dylan Cease. Yeah, I almost think it was a month too late because hey, they called him up early part of this month. We relate last month when the deadline passed for 
for service time. The White Sox probably would have had a better record and possibly could have been a more conditional wild card. Yes, I understand the rebuilding year, but come on. You got your pitching staff in shambles. You got Dylan Cease one of the minors, and you don't call him up until now. I mean, well, for what it for what it's worth, Jamal, the Red Sox just played the White Sox, and they were you know three pretty good games. Red Sox blew that that third game, but the White Sox blew a big lead to get the Red Sox into a position to blow that game. But my point is, the White Sox are not quite rebuilding anyway. They really are. You're right. They are they're on the cusp of contending in that division, and not so much with Minnesota. Minnesota's probably going to win that division. But they, you're right. If they could get two or three more wins. And it's starting pitching that is their problem. They have that one guy that's really good, and the rest of them are kind of struggling. And to have another starter could could help them. I don't expect them to make the postseason this year, but right. they're well ahead of Detroit and Kansas City and Toronto and Baltimore in the American League for the rebuilding. They're almost not rebuilding. They're almost out of that category, and they've got some prospect coming up. They really look good. And at some point, I think, and in another time when we have more time than we do uh, today, I, I'd like to talk to Perry because he's one who follows uh, baseball better than I do about. The, the rebuilding teams and, and where they stand. I mean, uh, who's who's really getting somewhere and who isn't? And I think the White Sox, wouldn't you say, Perry, are almost out of the rebuilding category? I, I would agree. I would agree. Now, in that, divi- in that division, I, I think you would agree, too, though, uh, Jamal, that uh, Detroit and Kansas City, they both still have a long, long way to go. Well, Detroit and Kansas City are, are dumpster fires. Uh, and as for the White Sox, the White Sox, you know, like you said, if, if Rodan were healthy, and if, the, if that pitcher Kopech didn't blow out his arm last year and they would have been in the rotation this year, I maintain this team probably would be would be contending almost with Minnesota. I mean, but, but this starting pitcher staff is such a dumpster uh, fire. I wouldn't go that far, but I think they'd be a lot closer to Cleveland than they are, you know, and they'd be they'd be right there, there about where the Red Sox are, you know. That, that's be, what I they'd think. They'd be ahead of Cleveland for sure. And I think it's just, but, but because the starting pitching staff is, is such a dumpster fire, you know, I don't know, yeah. and, and and you were talking about the Cubs and the Brewers and the you know Central. The you know, Central to me is it it's just a, a mediocre, a lousy division, and eighty six to eighty seven wins it might win that division. That's right. Now the one thing I would say, Jamal, remember the Cubs do seem to heat up in the second half. Yeah, and they did. And they did get uh, Craig Kimbrough back, and I guess he picked up his first save the other day, uh, Perry. Right? He did. And uh, Kyle Hendricks is going to be activated on Tuesday from the injured list. But the, the bad news is Cole Hamels yesterday went on the injured list. Okay. Well, when it comes, to, got a lot of work to do to put the, a distance between them and that division because I'm looking at that, that division. The rest of the division is almost similar to the AL Central. The only difference is. The Cubs aren't nearly as good as the Twins, and they got the Brewers being right down the next. But all right, the Cubs should be burying that division. Well, they're a lot different. The Pirates and Reds are nowhere near as bad as the Royals and Tigers. No. I mean, you know, so you can't, the thing that they can't do, none of the, the, the Brewers and, and uh, they can't beat up on the rest of the teams in their division. You know, when, when you look at a team like the Yankees, they can beat up on Toronto and Baltimore. You look at a team like the, uh, the Twins and the Indians, they can beat up on the Tigers and the, and, the, and the Royals. You know, this is where you get your good records. When you have teams in your division that you're playing 19 times, you can win 14 of them. You're going to get, uh, get good records, and that's what these uh, top teams are doing, you know? And if anybody has anything they want to talk about, Though this is your time to get in, we're down to what are we down to, Bill? About five minutes. About five minutes. Uh, yeah, do you want to get to the Hall- hockey Hall of Famers? Yeah, we can do the hockey Hall of Fame. Any more NBA stuff before we get to the hockey? No, Hall of I Fame? have not. Found, but just real quick, just real quick though, on the NL Central, I know Bill, you, you being a Reds fan, me a Cubs fan, there's not a lot of difference in these t- in these five teams in our division. No, no. Just a couple of pitchers, maybe. Maybe the Reds are. I mean, they can keep up with the Cubs, but you know, not on a consistent basis. And then, of course, yesterday we did have our annual uh, Yasiel Puig and um, Pedro Strope. And uh, Pedro Strope, I guess, threw a pitch that that uh, got him, and and Puig wasn't very happy about it. And apparently, uh, the benches emptied and all that stuff. And Pedro Strope's his comments about Yasiel Puig. He is stupid as f. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that is basically uh, we. Our friend John, who uh, was a great Dodger fan and loved the Dodgers, could not really stand Yasiel Quig. He just didn't think he played uh, the game no. the right way, and uh, so that was something. Okay, for the Hockey Hall of Fame, we should get to this because, after all, now the Hockey Hall of Fame. I have to tell you, 
especially in the NHL level, is a lot easier to get into than other halls, halls of fame. I mean, there's some people in there that I have scratched my head as to why they're there. But anyway, they are. Uh, so this year, not necessarily. Jim Rutherford got in uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He's their general manager. He was a mediocre goalie. He didn't get in for being a goalie. He got in for being a general manager of the Penguins, who, of course, have won Stanley Cups. He was also the general manager of Carolina and Hartford. They may have won a cup under his uh, tutelage there in Carolina. I'm not sure, but when he was uh, with the Whalers and then the Hurricanes, he was their general manager. So he's gotten in. Uh, Jerry York, the coach of BC Hockey, and he's won. Now, I, it's unfortunate. Miss A couldn't help me out. She doesn't know who won. You can ask her about NCAA basketball championships, but you can't ask her about NCAA hockey championships. I think he won at uh, Clarkson in 1985. He came here uh, to BC as a BC alumnus. I remember him playing on the BC team in the mid-60s. He uh, then, uh, they won the championship in 2001. They hadn't won it since 1949, won it on an overtime goal. Very exciting. I think they won two, perhaps three others since then. So Jerry York, longtime BC coach, uh, won, uh, got in uh, the Hockey Hall of Fame. Because it's a, it's a whole, full sport Hall of Fame. It's not just the NHL. Then we have uh, Guy Carboneau got in. Remember, it's Guy. It's not Guy. You look at it, and might say Guy, but it's Guy. He's French. And Guy Carboneau, who played a long time for the Canadiens, and Sergei Zuboff, I always love saying that name, who used to play uh, for the uh, for the Rangers. He got in, and uh, a, uh, a uh, female player, Haley Wickenizer, also got in. And um, another note on the... Uh, on the NHL is uh, Luongo, the goalie for uh, Florida, and I think he used to play for the Islanders. He retired after 19 seasons. He turned down a bunch of money, but he uh, felt that he was not uh, able to uh, to do it and uh, you know keep it keep it going. One thing we can quickly mention before we go: Bob Lee is retiring from ESPN. Yes. We should probably bring that up. Oh. He, yes, Bob Lee. Uh, he came to work for ESPN the third day that they were on the air. September 9th, 1979, Sports Center, Outside the Lines. He created that. He was there from the third day. He uh, took a leave of absence in December. He was supposed to come back in March, and he said, you know, I'm going to take some more. And he just decided, so I don't know what's going on. If there's health issues or what, but he is no longer there. Like I said, he was. He was Sports Center in the '80s, and he was he was the man that created out and Outside the Lines is one of the shows on ESPN that. And by yeah, my account, John, we have about a minute to go. Yeah, so one to minute to, to wrap it up quickly. All right. Well, we want to let y'all know. Uh, thank you for checking in. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. You can leave us comments, questions, criticisms, 773-572-7715, hit the pound key. That is one of the places where you can listen to this podcast on your phone, same number that I just gave, or dial, uh, go to com. pick it up from there, or type in Worldwide Legend in your podcatcher, select Sports on Live, or tell your Lady A or smart device to say, play Worldwide Legend podcast. You can check it. We will be back uh, July the... 14th. I'll, I'll be an day. old man by then. And Bastille we'll Day. Like, so everybody get your, yeah. you know, get ready to storm the barricades. Yeah. And we have re- we have re-signed Shelly, Jerry Spiata, Jamal, and Pam Francis to five-year contracts. So, hey. Yes, oh. we have an I, and I will have sign good, my new contract to IA. And have a good yes. week, everybody. Good